All right, y'all. So we're back for part two of our hot take segments. We're just going to finish this out. I wanted to make sure you guys knew what was going on. So I hope you guys continue to enjoy the hot takes segment. Now, disclaimer. Listen, we are only giving you guys some hot takes that most people would disagree with and argue with. Okay, and that is what this is about today. So you guys make sure that you share this on social media and send us your hot takes, something you want us to debate over and discuss. We'll talk all about that in our next hot takes episode. And it's just like, what is wrong with the way the locker room is now? Well, all I see is them playing video games and laughing and kicking on what they're supposed to be doing, stabbing each other with forks and shit, like some fucking savages in the back. Undertaker and the rest of you goons that's over in AEW are really, really slow. Like, super slow. And y'all shit on Xavier and, and Kofi and everybody because all of them are back there playing video games. All of them. And y'all act like because they back there playing video games that they're not dedicated to the craft. Well, everybody don't want to live, you know, like The Undertaker where y'all go home and you sleep in coffins so you can keep your method acting up and shit. Um, sometimes they want to be able to enjoy themselves seeing as how they have to slam their backs on a hard cardboard with springs just about three to five days out the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need something to, to get myself together, some downtime, something that I can do besides drinking and popping pills and doing crack. Like, Jake the Snake, what the fuck? <laughs> you were a crackhead, sir. Yeah, he did that. Like, what? He did. Yo, he did that shit. Babe, you were a crackhead. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your ass was smoking crack. You weren't even doing cocaine. You weren't even doing expensive shit. No, that took me out, that Jake the Snake, because I knew he was on drugs. I didn't know he was, like, smoking, like, crack, crack. All his kids fuck. He has, like, eight kids. Did you know that? No. No. He has eight kids. Only four of them, four, four of them do not talk to him whatsoever. I would talk and the other four, only one or and a couple of them kind of do, but they don't like him. I, I was what? like, what? <laughs> and you the ones that they crack? had on this documentary don't like him. Well. <laughs> and they was like, you know, they're like, there was one, and I was like, that's this is crazy. But it was his one daughter, and they were going somewhere, like, they're road tripping or somewhere, trying to spend time or whatever, and she was, like, the whole drive there, he literally was smoking crack. Damn. Was smoking crack while she was driving, and he was smoking crack while he was driving. He was a cracker, sorry. I was like, he yeah. is a fucking, I was like, because, you know, they all do like coke and like was doing steroids and all that shit. I said, but this motherfucker was smoking crack like he was in the Bronx in the 80s. <laughs> like he was really on crack. 
and this is what baffles me. Niggas like Mark Henry, fucking uh, Booker T. It seems like Booker T trying to pretend like he he's all for the new culture. But the way you shit on the New Day when they was in NXT. Child, he was so mad when they won the titles. You know what was really what really made it made me think about it in a different way was like you was on Kofi Kingston's ass the whole time he was there. And I realized why it's because you were jealous ass bitch. Mm. You are jealous. You jealous because that man has 18 count them, 18 tag team championships. He's been WWE champion. He had a historic run as champion. And you was in one of those matches at Mania, but you didn't really get the prize, did you? They didn't give it to you. You stood there and let Triple H call you a boy to your face. And you listened to Vince McMahon use the N-word while your wife and you were standing there because it was for TV, right? Now you're old old as hell and you sitting up there on commentary and you think about it and damn, Kofi was able to do something I was never able to do. A moment that's going to stand the test of time years to come. Kofi Mania was a movement. And you missed the boat. Mm-hmm. Because you were hating that. And then, you know, Harlem Heat, one of the greatest tag teams in all of all time. That's what they say. But y'all ain't got half of the titles that New Day has. Or the accolades. You don't have none of that. And the fact that even though their whole run has been in WWE, they are so respected everywhere. Superseded everywhere. But you they are respected at every company, whether it's Impact, whether it's New Japan, LAEW, that's one of the very few acts that they do respect from WWE. Hmm. Mark Henry New. Why are you lying on that man like that? Mark Henry, yo ass knew you wasn't right. Was trying to get Leo Rush to bow down, and he wouldn't. So you thought you can go on damn podcast and talk shit like he wasn't gonna come back with receipts. It's two thousand two. It's two thousand in the twenties. Everybody got fucking receipts, bitch. We all do. Why did you do that? That was just dumb. And then and what makes it so bad is y'all have the opportunity to help other people. Instead, you choose to hold them down until they kiss y'all ass enough, and then you push them up to the forefront. You shit on them on your podcast. You shit on them on TV. Then you want to play behind it and say, oh, well, (laughs) I'm a character, so okay. It's cool when you do it, but it's wrong when I do it. Right? Because when I be on there and I do commentary and I'm talking my shit and popping off, everybody tells me that I need to shut the fuck up and book a ticket to say dumb, wrong shit all the fucking time. And it's not just him. Bo Ray is another one. Y'all don't, this is why everybody don't need a podcast. This is why. Y'all be having some of the weirdest takes. And you'll say that shit 
with no problem, no malice in your heart, just sit there and say it, and we'll upload it and then get mad when people respond the way that they respond to you. It's the disrespect. The new guys are coming up. They found a way to make themselves relevant without having to suck dick, without having to change who they are, without having to come out and be an angry fucking black man so they can get where they want to be. They decided to create some another section for black people to be able to thrive and be who they are. So people like Montez and Dawkins can come up and still be who they are and not have to be the angry black man. Y'all wrong. And not everyone's going to be popular. And no, I want to get so Bobby Lashley, yes, is like the strong, but he's not angry. He's, he's not angry, angry when he my, needs to. He's like, not he's not angry all the time. He's angry when he needs to be. Yeah, but I feel like oftentimes I feel like Bobby gets kind of Bobby is serious. Yeah, but my opinion, Bobby is an elevated version of that type of trope. So I don't like to put him. Someone who is definitely 100% that trope right now is um, Hobbs. Because Bobby can do silly. He can do whatever. And he's like, he flows, like he flows and as what needs to be. But when I see Hobbs, like that's all Hobbs does. Which is funny because I have my opinions about Hobbs, but I'm not going to go there today. Well, he's, not, he's, not a he's a little bitch. All right. <laughs> fuck him. No, okay. for real, he is. Yeah, no, for real, fuck that man. Y'all, I, I want. apology. No, I right. want. I want fairness. I want y'all to start respecting each other and stop tearing each other down. And I get it. If you're doing it, okay, my podcast is more like I'm in character and I'm doing this. Fine. I'll give you that. But this is happening all across the board. Even when you're being interviewed and you're not in your podcast, you're on somebody else's, you're shitting on them. Even when y'all are sitting there, y'all go back to WWE. Y'all shaking their hands. Oh, love that. (laughs) Amazing. You guys are great. Two hours later, your ass is sitting at home tweeting, New Day sucks. Oh my God. I'm sick of seeing them skipping and throwing pancakes. I want them to be in the back. I want them shooting each other. I miss the day for guys who to carry guns and knives. You mean we I'm always like, got there? So you want everybody to run to end up like Chris Benoit? Pretty much? Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't like that man's name being spoken. You're mad disrespectful. Everything's not going to stay the same. You got to learn how to roll with it. And if you're being phased out, your legacy has already been set in stone, bro. Nobody's not going to know who you are. We know who Mark Henry is. We know who Bubba Ray Dudley is. We know who y'all are. But it seems like 
the wrestling community has made y'all the new authority on what's good and what's bad in wrestling. And I'm here to tell you, a lot of times y'all opinions suck and don't correlate to it don't correlate to what can work and what couldn't work on TV. And what makes it bad is that you pigeonhole wrestling into not trying new things because you want to do, you want it to be what it was when you was there. When y'all was putting bitches through tables and <laughs> May Young got put through more tables in the living. Like that old woman <laughs> was taking bumps. I seen an old clip from Raw when Bischoff was leading it and he had um what is his name? I can't think of his name, but he had them two Samoan dudes as his enforcers, and they beat the brakes off these two little girls that was in the ring. They whooped them girls' ass. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. I said, what the fuck is this? Why don't I remember this? <laughs> they whooped them girls' ass, and them girls didn't look like they was the, they didn't look like the wrestlers. They didn't look like the model wrestlers that the WWE was going after at the time. They looked like they was just girls they hired. They had them bitches out there in thongs and bikinis, getting thrashed on by this big ass 300 plus pound Samoan. <laughs> you take a hit or two. Man. What about a drop? Bruh. I was traumatized. I was like, this this is what we was watching. I was like, yeah. Yeah, babe. This, this. Y'all ain't it up. This what we this what we watched, babe. This is what they did. I was like, oh my lord. Ooh. Oh my god. I was like, this it, and this ain't even the, the worst thing they did. This is the safest thing I've seen. I said, Peacock better get them same Disney disclaimers that Disney got. Slap it at the front because this right here is gnarly. I, I can't I don't know no other way to say it other than y'all gotta let let them grow into their own and create their own niche they gotta create their own bag they gotta create their own style they cannot be patterned after you and no one should be you should want them to be different and to have their own space and we as fans should allow the wrestlers to grow and be different as well we shouldn't ask for carbon copies of Shawn Michaels and Triple H because they had their time we should be asking for the new set we should be asking for people like Seth Seth is a model of a wrestler that you should follow after not in terms of copying but understanding how you can evolve and be at the top of your game and ain't got no fucking title he ain't got Ooh, no that title. leads into my second take i'm so excited he ain't got no title <laughs> ain't had a title since out since the u.s championship but even that title wasn't the big one said they had the title in years and he is the man everybody knows who he is And he do it, and it's so effortless. It's so effortless for him. He just come out there. The nigga have a new character every two to three years, and you and it be subtle changes that he makes. It don't be it don't be obvious. It be real subtle. 
small stuff. He'll change how he dresses, change how he laughs, change how he moves, how he talks. And then all of a sudden, it's a whole new character that done morphed right in front of you. And you weren't even paying attention. You're not even watching it. You just know Seth Rollins is here. He's going to give you something. He don't, and then you look at his counterparts. <laughs> no, you're going to my argument. Stop it. <laughs> I will leave Shut it at that. Mouth. I will leave it at that so Nicole can have her moment when it comes back around to her. But I'm telling y'all, the old school is not the only way. And y'all fans, a lot of y'all fans perpetuate that. And that's what makes it difficult for wrestling to evolve into new heights. That's what makes it hard. Because it also ties into what Don was saying when you talk about how everybody has a place. Everybody can have a space. It's a big table. Let everybody have a seat. Some things don't work. Others do. But you got to let people work out their stuff. Give it time. But y'all old heads, y'all got to back the fuck up. Especially some of y'all niggas. I'm, I'm, beyond, I'm on y'all niggas' ass because y'all are the ones who make it real hard, especially Booker T. Now, it don't be just the dudes that you go after. You go after Bianca, too. Bianca's at the top of the mountain in the women's division. Arguably, Bianca is, is, is more popular. She is more recognizable because of how they book her and where they put her. Everybody who knows who Bianca is are, are arguably in love with her. And those who don't ask who she is and what is she doing? Why do I see her? Where do I know her from? They're intrigued by her. You cannot say that for the girls like Charlotte. You can't say that. And I'm not shitting on Charlotte. I'm just calling it like I see it. There's a light that emanates from Bianca that doesn't necessarily emanate the same way from Charlotte. Bianca just had something. And when you see her, she looks like she does, she is a star. She looks like she was bred to be there. But every time we hear you, the first thing out your mouth is, well, she too nice. You know, we, we, we about making money and getting championships. We ain't about shit because you ain't had a championship and I don't know we. So you ain't about none of that. Bianca's not even that about nice either. That. You so that about doesn't make that. sense. Your ass wasn't about none of that shit when you was shucking and jiving as King Booker with your wife either. <laughs> okay. Your ass didn't have the big kahuna. You never got the championship. You had the, the, the World Heavyweight Championship. That was the secondary title. So did Mark Henry. Y'all didn't get the moniker built. They placated you. They was like, here, here, take this one. Go on. Go on. Get out my on the B show. That was, that was the gist of it. It is what it is. But don't get on, and, and I'm all for, because this is the difference, right? So, because I know somebody going to be listening and be like, oh, that's not true. Hear me when I say it. I don't fuck with Corey, but Corey has a separation of a persona and his true self. When you're on his podcast, that's Corey. Corey's talking to you like y'all cool because y'all are. 
Y'all been li- have y'all ever listened to After the Bell with Corey? Yeah, he's I, I do want I do want occasion. It's yeah. not bad. Is that actually. not true? He's tolerable. He's not on there giving you Corey Graves the commentator though. The nicest I ever heard Corey be about Sasha Banks was him on After the Bell. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She was literally, real. and I will forget this. I said this is so unhinged. She was getting her nails done. <laughs> you could hear the um whatever it is. The room? Yes, you could hear it like shaving down her nails. And he was like, Oh, she's like, oh, I'll get my nails done. He's like, Oh, it's fine. He's like, Thanks for it. He's like, I just appreciate your time. I was like, What? Did the whole interview with that now noise in the background. Yeah, he had Byron on. He was like, can you please tell everybody I do not hate you? <laughs> he said, everybody think that I hate you. And that's why like, I, you I are don't like get my so mad when friend. he begin at Byron, because I know that's like one of his best friends in real life. Yeah, Byron, he was like, no, this dude is my best friend, you guys. It's okay. We go at each other all the time. I just can't do it on camera. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Corey, but I can respect him when he's outside of character and he's sitting there. He's talking to these people and he's having conversation, right? He gonna ask you about, you got a match coming up. You know, like, how do you feel about that? He gonna tell you how it is, but like, there's no, there's no conversation where he's being Corey Graves, the commentator, and he's sitting there shitting on those wrestlers in those conversations. That's not happening. He's entitled to have his opinion, whether you agree or disagree. But every at every aspect of media, you're you're a character. Is that what you're telling me? Ugh. Okay, babe. Rico. Unless y'all got something else to add, Rico, you next. I'm I'm just gonna add that um, Booker T is just mad and upset. The only world title he'll hold is the one from his own promotion. Oh, but um, anyways, uh, <laughs> let me think. What is another hot take that I got? I had one and it's it's leaving me right now, but hold on. It'll it'll come back to me. Don't worry. Um what was it? You wanna go to Don? Yeah, go to Don. I forgot mine. Okay, Don, are you up? Um I would like to say that people should appreciate the heels we have but just a little bit more just a little bit uh-uh I'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> y'all gotta appreciate the bad guy no everybody was like oh my god I can't believe Bria did that to Beth and I was like I love it I love oh, Beth. Beth should have mind her, minded her business. She should have. What? <laughs> I mean, I have to agree. Beth had she... no business being out there. She knew she was outnumbered when she stepped out there. 
Okay, and then she got contrived for her troubles. She said Beth should have minded her business. In what regard? In regards to what Rhea was doing. Rhea was handling her business. Beth wants to mosey herself out there and got her ass beat. Y'all dead ass wrong. No, I mean, she's, she's a legend. I respect wrong. her. That's what I always say. Mind your business. Okay. That was my problem with Damien Priest when he was a face popping up everywhere trying to help out. Mind your business. Mind your business. Just sit there and play your part. Don't be in the mix. Don't be in my mix. I'm not a fake ass bitch. So why y'all had the same smoke for Rhea? I did have the same smoke for Rhea because it was getting on my nerves. She, I was like, I wish she would be in somebody else's business instead of, you know, the same people. Hmm. Rhea, Dom, all of them hoes be in each other business all the time. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Please. Not that business. I'm just saying. Dom had a lot of people in his business when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. For his two days. His two days, and he somehow got a damn teardrop cut. Somehow. They made it seem like it was 22 years. Right. It was that, um, that wet, those like, Temporary tattoos, the wet apply ones. I was like, he was at county jail. I said, he needs to stop. <laughs> right, he was wipe that teardrop away. Like, just lick your thumb and wipe it away. Just do it on camera. Right. So I can see it. Oh, I've, I've got it. I got it. Um, when we circle back to me, I got it. As annoying as Tiffany Stratton is, she does a good job. I have to agree. Okay. And I've been saying that. Um, you know, our cousin Kiana, she does a good job too. We love, we love cousin Kiana. Kiana. Yes, we do. Good. <laughs> I like Kiana. Shout out to our cousin. Kiana, if you're Her. if you're listening to this, we love you, girl. Tell Fallon we said hey. They do, they do love you. They really yes. do. I do, and I don't like how she began smoke because she is a lot better in the ring than a lot of people think she is. Mm-hmm. Right, and my my thing with with Kiana, and this is something I use this with Tiffany a lot as well. Um, <clears throat> she is only in her second year of wrestling. Period. She debuted in twenty twenty, May of twenty twenty to be exact, and she's already at the level that she's at. Like don't, do you know the don't, don't be doing too much on her because I'm like because that shows real skill to be where she's at now with as, as little experience as she has. That girl gonna go far. And yeah, I've been I saying it. I said it as soon as soon as because the, the thing the thing about the businesswoman um character, you can hate it all you want. The reason why I'm so behind it is because because when she first debuted. I noticed that she was a good wrestler. That's the first thing I noticed, but she didn't have much character because she was this kind of weird, like, space galaxy bitch. And I was like, who the fuck is this? She was a strong bitch, for sure. But she was, you know, parading around with this purple gear with this, like, you know, interstellar-ass music. But when she switched over (laughs) to this businesswoman character, her mic skills came through. 
And that's something that you, you guys know I'm a big character person. She threw herself in that character entirely. And she embodied it wow. from the minute it debuted on, on in the women's breakout tournament, the minute it debuted, she was embodying it and her, her promos were good. And that's when I knew, okay, she's going to go far. And look at her. Yes. I, I, um, she, she won a belt already. Beautiful girl. Yeah, she should. She's a legend. And they make it. Uh, she's a legend. Future Hall of Famer, if I do say so myself. Yes. <laughs> um, Future 19 time women's champion. Yes. Oh, that's not a little crazy now. Uh, <laughs> I said it last night. Future. Future. If you don't shut your ass up sh- so I can speak. <laughs> Bro, I'm using my salad. It's my salad down there. Okay, bro. This nigga about to be a salad. <laughs> what that supposed to mean? You want to stop you out? You start saying. Okay, fine. Go ahead. You out. Go ahead. Um, about to make me lose my train of thought. I said it last night in Tips Live. Um, about Alexa's. You know, it was like a reign of terror. It was some good points in there that she was little, did a little work. And she was acting like her arm was broke. Because she double-jointed. Yeah, it was weird. But I was like, wow, that was actually kind of smart. Hadn't seen that before. She pulled that shit out and she won. And then early stages of Carmella, even though... The matches was kind of ass. She told a story. (laughs) She told a story, you know. Here you go with the story. We love a good story. She told a story. story. And the fact that you can tell a story is enough for me. Because it's the entertainment part. And she beat the two, two top women twice. Okay. Money in the bank, twice. Twice. Now what she's she one about twice. She needs to um, <laughs> within the next two years, if she don't, you know, end up pregnant, she needs to get that Raw Women's Championship or go down to NXT. But that Raw Women's Champion, she she need that. Okay, because she is the baddest baddie bad. The AD. She is the moment. Okay. She's a star. She is an icon. Y'all use that word icon a lot. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Y'all use that a lot. I'm it's bad. BAD bad. All my ladies bad. I'm not like queen. Like everybody knows it. <clears throat> mother. Yeah, I, don't I don't like that. I don't use mother a lot. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Mothering for me to actually during one of that. the during the maximum male model skits that they were doing on YouTube. Fucking Masse called Maxine mother. And I was like, what the what what the fuck do they know about mother? First oh, Mouse, they know a lot about it. 
I love them. They need to like, put that show on. She was like, Maxine is mother. And I say, where do you learn how to speak like that? He knows. Sir. I'm glad it's that they problem. have them featured so prominently on YouTube and they like get like really good views. But I need that to be on the Peacock. That's okay. it. Why? It's so funny. It's, funny. it's so fucking, funny. She did that takedown. I said, ooh, she need to get in the ring with that takedown. That's the only thing you're going to have her in the ring. That shit is funny. I don't care what no one says. Okay, and mom. you know what's so funny is we was talking all that shit when they first debuted. We really was. They told us. <laughs> they, they really showed us. Look at us now. Egg on our faces. I did. I said, give it a chance. Especially with LA. Because that shit is funny. Well, no, the thing is, because we we were all saying give it a chance, but we were like, mm, it's kind of rocky or whatever. But when LA it was Knight tentatively. It, yeah, when when LA Knight got removed from it, that's when we started. That's when we started to worry because we're like, we don't know how good it's gonna do. I know I was a doubter because I didn't really like Maxine. I didn't think she was ready, uh, but she showed me wrong. Yeah, the chomper bitch was. Yeah, she, she definitely did. Fire. When when. When she got pulled Who up, I said, why they pull her up? She was, I'm like, she was in NXT for a cup of coffee. All that bitch did was sit, stand there and point. What the fuck she gonna do? And look at but her I now. said, I, I Me and I Tiffany were the ones to say, sit and watch. They just wait it out. I didn't really care that she had got pulled up. I didn't see anything that was like amazing. Amazing, but Maxine does her job when it comes to the Maxine models, and she's funny. If y'all watch it, y'all haven't watched it on YouTube. I swear you missing probably one of the best parts. And I still watch clips when they post it. They can have pieces on um on SmackDown, but because Fox, Fox News is such a bitch sometimes, <laughs> they might be better off like put, since they're on Raw, they probably could use that. Some of them segments to eat up them three hours they got because that shit is funny. Okay, it's funny. Yeah, they need to go to Raw. They just got signed to Raw. They are there. They got signed to Raw by Pierce. Oh, that is right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they need to be like all Raw. Maxine is scoping out Otis. Yeah, and then you got um. I think they're gonna do the Otis Chelsea over there again. Chelsea playing a Karen and shit. Chelsea is I funny. Chelsea. That is no, a serious bitch, and I so love it. Well, but it looked like they might pair her and Carmella up, which I wouldn't be I'm mad, not at, mad that. at that. They, I'm not mad at it. Work. I love Chelsea because she is so fucking unserious and she don't care. And it's funny because she be tormenting Adam. Poor Adam. <laughs> Poor Adam. He fuck deserves Adam. it. No, fuck, fuck him. Adam. Poor fuck Adam. Adam. Poor Adam. He no, let, he let Sonya dog he walk him. Well, true. Okay. He even got even after the bitch got fired, she, he still let her dog walk him. Still walking in his office and slapping her and letting okay. her slap him. And I'm just like, you got to get you a bitch on your team that can whoop her ass. Okay. Okay. Or at least put her if in a Jenny match had, and listen, her ass listen, whoop. if Jenny hadn't retired, I would have made her the ultimate corporate like Here she you was go. you leave <laughs> Jenny alone. <laughs> this sick. is a good idea. This was a good idea. Jenny would have he stayed throwing this girl. idea out here. Well, I thought you I thought Kiana <laughs> was the corporate girl. I thought that was your girl. You said Kiana was... when, when Kiana, Kiana is ready, she can also do it. But I had it. 
I had it for Jenny before Kiana was Kiana, first of all. Um, okay. Don't do don't do me. Don't do me, okay? I'm just saying, you was just saying the same thing about Kiana, but go off, sis. Because at the time, Kiana didn't exist. But she does now. She does now, but when I first had the idea and when I first pitched it, Kiana did not exist yet, okay? Well, it looked like your manifestation went on Kiana and not on your girl. Well, it's still not my manifestation because it's not being presented the way I wanted it. Well, how you want but, it? You going back to what you wanted. And you ain't really well, now I'm it. not going to say it because y'all be dragging it, so y'all continue. What? What? No! Come on! You want to hear it? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, Nicole, what's your hot take? I'm going to sit up here and play with this boy. My hot take... Okay, my hot take is that Seth is the best member of the Shield, and this is including the run or the most prominent member and will be the most successful in the long run member of Shield. I don't want to say successful long run, that doesn't make sense. I'll reiterate what I'm trying to say. No, I think it makes perfect Um, sense. Of the Shield, and this is including the current run that Roman is on. I respectfully agree. I do as well. Seth Rollins, and this is how it's not um, Mox. And I'm very proud of myself because I've been saying for years that Mox ain't it. He has. And people was telling me I was being mean, I was being a hater, blah, 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 all, all the stuff. But I was saying for years, I said, he is not it. He ain't. He is not him. And mm. I'm so happy. I'm slowly but surely getting proven right. Roman is a good second. Him and Seth are all in a class, all in their own so they're seniors. Mox is in seventh grade. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, Damn, no, that's seventh grade. No, that's facts. That's facts. That is facts. But the way I was not, I was, I thought she was going to say he's a junior, he's a sophomore. She says seventh grade. I have to. No, because on. you're looking at his. Okay, well, she. If you're looking yeah, he at, haven't developed from her perspective. Yeah. When you're looking at Mox being in WWE and then moving into his AEW run, and even prior to that, his indie work, he hasn't gone forward. He's regressed. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm the one thing that I wish people would stop is believing that he was done dirty by WWE because at the end of the day, he wanted to kill himself on TV every week. That's what he wanted. Well, that's what they were holding him back from. And he I to think do he something had some more valid, dangerous. Yeah, I think he had some valid criticisms, but I think overall, he's not as justified as people make him out to be. I, I think he was justified in terms of them not thinking that he was ever going to be anything. They didn't think he was going to get over at all, and he did. So for that part, I disagree. I I do think that he was done dirty. His last match with WWE, the actual official last match, he was given like $500 for that. They did do him dirty in that, but I think what what I'm saying more so is the... um, like his reasonings behind leaving 
weren't as justified because he 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 wants to kill himself on TV every week. I think that he needs to have some restraint for sure, but they didn't have any creative control. And I think that's where Moxley was just like, <clears throat> there's no compromising. It has to be their way or the highway. So I get what you're saying. And to an extent, I do agree. But I also believe that he was stifled and for good reason. I mean, look at what he's doing in AEW. Like he is, he's bleeding on TV every single week. His wife, Renee, ain't holding him to no conviction. And a lot of people get upset when I say that, but look, you want to be here for a a good time, not a long time, okay? You want to have a good time in the moment. And then you still have to have some longevity at the end moxley is not a young whippersnapper in the middle of his career he also is towards the end of his career and he's added years to it by what he's been doing with these heavy death matches and shit right i'm not saying that he shouldn't do what he wants to do he definitely should my thing is your wife is there in the company working with you and it's almost as if she has no she has no say in what you're doing, where you're going, how you're moving. She doesn't care. Yeah. She's just well, like, also she she's That's also nice. confirmed that he be lying, he be lying and hiding shit from her too. No, what, what, what? Okay, girl. That's what really be gagging me is the fact that no. So my thing is, I'm gonna continue. She, sorry, I got. So, sorry, I got distracted. I got a whole bunch of love being in weddings. Got a bunch of bridesmaids text messages I had to um, respond to before people start spazzing. So my thing is, is that Roman has done a fantastic job turning his career around or turning his character around and what he can do. He's done a phenomenal job, regardless of we felt like it's been too long that he's had the um, belts, which it has been, or blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's done, as a character, he's done a phenomenal job. You cannot um, deny that. Um, yeah, which sure. I was, and one thing I was trying to shut Tiff up about is that she's talking about how Seth's character evolution, he has done such a good job to be able to transform himself and transform himself and transform himself. Seth is going to be studied in the future. Agreed. By so many men and women. And I know we love to say, and this is like something like, regardless of how you say about, um, say about, well, I almost called her Sasha, Mercedes, and Bailey. They got a lot of daughters out here. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you say out there, they have a bunch of daughters out here, and of some of them are already signed to WWE. Yep. Mm-hmm. Madison, Monroe. Seth, I'm. I guarantee you that's going to be the same. Well, one of his is there, Nathan Frazier in NXT, which he had a phenomenal match with Wesley. If no one has watched that yet, oh, that was crazy. I give it about. I give it about four or five years. All of the really great character wrestlers and wrestlers in general who are coming up, I guarantee you, so many of them are going to be like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins. 
Mm -hmm. And Seth Rollins Mm -hmm. has done something that so many people have not done since not only having a prominent career um, outside of WWE prior, even though it was fantastic, his run in WWE is going to be more... How do I word this? Is going to be more prominent and history making, especially within the long run, than what he did on the indies. Yeah, I agree. And what he did prior. That's all I got to say about that. Shout out to Colby. Yeah. At this point, he might want to change his name. I'll change my name legally. <laughs> and be t- Hell no. I would. I mean, I would. I would. No. I'd own it, but I, I just think it's so name. funny. His last name is Lopez. Is Becky's last name Lopez now, too? I don't know. Did <laughs> she take his name? Rebecca Quinn Lopez. I don't know. Rebecca, Rebecca Quinn Lopez. Oh, Rebecca that sounds Quinn cute. Lopez. Until she's standing without the little hyphenation. It's a cute little hyphenation, but that sounds like such a Latina name, and she's not even Latina. <laughs> I know that is cute. I'm about to tweet her. Did she change her, her name? Last her name is Rebecca <laughs> Quinn Lopez, and that's a whole Irish an Irish ginger, right? <laughs> if you did not hyphenate it, it sounds good. Right. But Seth is him. Carmel yeah. Hayes might think he's him, but he is him. He he's is that girl. Majesty. <laughs> he is the T. Carmelo is... Hayes thinks he's he's him, but in reality, he's he. Oh. Seth is him. He oh. he is almost there though. I don't wanna, and I know like some some people like to give Carmelo Hayes though. He is almost there though. I like Carmelo as a character. I like him. He is he is almost there. Well, he said it's not a character. He might be he, but he's almost him. I don't care what he says. He took aspects of his personality and amped it up and created Carmelo Hayes. That's not him. That's a part of him, but it isn't him. So he kissed my ass. Okay? Okay. Because his uh, whole that's not a character really don't piss me off. Me a damn lie. <laughs> Because you, yeah. you can't yeah. act the way you acted out in public and think you're not going to turn off the world. That's not going to happen. I guarantee you his ass don't act like that. I mean, he said he's not like as cocky, but he is as confident. Okay. I don't believe you. I think you quiet and be in your room. He was, he was like, what's his ass? He was I like, do too, because Sasha tried to act, Mercedes tried to act like that. I was a bitch, you be in your room watch the sailor room. Do not start. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> when Thank people you. will try right. to be like, that's her. I said, no, it's no, not. It's not. No. She'd be watching Sailor Moon in her bed with her damn corgi. Which is fine. That's that's fine. Because you know what? You know what I you know why I say that's not true? Because LA Knight is a prime example of that. When LA Knight is not LA Knight and he's not on camera, when he's just standing there, that is he is a very quiet, reserved person. And I remember when he first got to NXT, I was asking because I remember seeing him in NWA. And Nicole was telling me, like, no. 
he's not he's not the way his character is. He he's very different. He's literally the polar opposite. He stay out the yeah. way. He, he ain't trying to be in no mess. He not doing that. That's how he was in Impact. And then we went get when he needed an Impact, he bounced. And that's what people and then that's what people saying. Like even though his character is so volatile, that's why you never heard anything about him behind the scenes because he literally shows up and people would say that like he's super quiet like he just would show up he'd be like you know shake her shake people's hands be like hey how you guys doing blah blah do his stuff and then leave right like that's how i compare that to how ruby is because when ruby's a heel she is one of the most vile bitches out there but when she got released the way the locker room came out and drove, talking about she was one of the nicest people in that locker room. And people say that about LA Knight. He don't do nothing but go home, trade stocks, and go to the gym. And eat, he eat his grilled chicken and rice. Yeah, that's all he does. Him and Gunter. Gunther is just too serious. Gunther be in the streets. <laughs> he can't be in the streets. He's a married man now. He can't no, be. I mean like not in the streets like being a hoe. Like he just be in the streets. I don't believe it. I don't think Carmelo is like a recluse like that, but I don't think he out here popping off like he'd be popping off on TV. And he could be confident and being confident and cocky are two different things. He comes across more as arrogant on TV, which is fine, but um, it turned a lot of people off when he said, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm that's that's not a, that's not a character that's me." But Roman says the same thing. Roman is a fucking tyrant on TV. He says that is a part of who I am. This is me, and y'all be sucking that nigga's dick like that is the biggest juiciest dick you've ever seen in your life. Cause I know it. Okay, word to his wife. Oh, okay? stop it! Y'all be y'all be slobbing it down. But how, <laughs> what's the difference between Roman and Carmelo Hayes? What is the difference? In the only difference is Carmelo don't have the same amount of backing around him that Roman has, but Carmelo is light years ahead of Roman Reigns in the ring. There are few people. Who could fuck with Carmelo Hayes in the ring? Now you talk your shit, say you don't like the man, that's fine. But you can't stop what he's doing. You can't say he nah, he's not that dude. What he says is the truth. You do get posterized when you're in the ring with him. That's just facts. He might be arrogant and he might come across cocky. That might turn you off a bit. That's cool. But I'm just saying. When it come down to it, if what he's saying is backed by how he act, performs in the ring, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't do nothing. Be like, you know what? Go off, fam. I don't fuck with you like that, but go off. All right, I'm going to fuck with you. That's it. Because I'm just saying, like, what's, what's the difference between the two of them? The skin color. I mean... Because not too long ago, if we're going to take this a little step further, 
Not too long ago, Bobby Lashley was running around with a similar aesthetic with the Hurt Business. <laughs> and they busted that shit up faster than they put it together. And I don't even fuck with Lashley like that. Real talk, Lashley, in my opinion, is boring. I understand his aesthetic and what he gives. I don't shit on that. And he's not a bad wrestler. I never, ever shit on the talent. But I don't like Bobby Lashley because he just gives me head. And I'm sick of that. I don't want to see the same. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar-esque. And while I don't equate Bobby to Brock Lesnar, both of them have a similar way of moving when it comes to the wrestling. The only difference is Bobby going to give you something in the ring. Brock Lesnar going to come out there with them chicken legs and he going to do his little one-two ditty and you're going to get a lot of F5s. But with Bobby, you'll get some speed and some agility and the match will be something. It'll be My- something to watch. You feel me? But I'm just, I'm tired of the overly athletic, really tall, big, broad-shouldered men or the really big, uh, physically imposing men that are always revolving around that championship. Mm-hmm. When you have, you have guys like, Xavier, and you have guys like Santos Escobar, and you have LA Knight, and you have guys like Seth. I mean, Seth has been champion multiple times, but if you're going to talk about leading into the new era, he's a perfect example of what you should be looking to. Okay. Now, Cody, Cody's, Cody's Cody. Okay. No one's kidding. I'm glad he must have heard us talk his shit because I was like, (laughs) thank God he finally going to fucking SmackDown because this makes no sense. Right. (laughs) I see he must have heard us. He said, I'm sick of them. He had to because Nicole was on his ass because she said, he ain't going to go to SmackDown. I don't give a shit. And I was like, we got to wait. He got to go to SmackDown and he got to take Brandy with him because she got to say something to Paul because why are you bringing my name up? Who the hell told you it was told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? (laughs) I will pop. I will pop so fucking hard. I don't care. I will make a Brandy fan page if she did that shit. (laughs) Sound like coming out of Brandy. That's messed. I'll be like, I know that's right, Brandy. You better tell him. (laughs) Now Cody is Cody. Tony can help you lead into the new era. But again, like they represent a, a, a section of wrestling that isn't necessarily forgotten, but oftentimes it's pushed to the wayside. And we can have so much more. You open the door for so many other things and opportunities when you don't just stick to this particular trope. And that's where Bobby Lashley is like, not my cup of tea in. So, and then microphone-wise, he doesn't do well. Like, I just, I, I I hate the fact that they give him the microphone. I hate it. I'm just like, dude, please. <laughs> He's, please not- don't talk. Please let somebody else do it. I can, I can take MVP. Pastor Porter ain't, he ain't shit. So, I, 
I'm not really like upset when MVP was his handler or whatever. I understood it. It worked. It was a it was a good thing to do during that time. And it also elevated Bobby. And I'm glad that MVP was there because honestly, if it wasn't for him, a lot of people wouldn't have gotten their shine. A lot of people that we see now wouldn't have gotten their shine. Like MVP was very vocal about Bianca, extremely vocal about Bobby Lashley and several other black people on the roster street profits too. So a lot of people we wouldn't see if it wasn't for him. So I respect MVP, despite how I feel about him character wise, I do respect him. And um, I'm glad that he's there, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird spot that where we're in, where you have somebody like Seth Rollins, like Nicole said, and he's, he's almost a planet of his own. He just has other people in his orbit. And it's like, what do you do? Like you, and then you have the titles locked up around Roman, who's a fucking planet of his own. <laughs> Somebody gotta be Thanos and destroy these motherfuckers. Somebody gotta do something. Me. It's gonna be me. Oh, <laughs> me and Don. Somebody gotta do something. Okay. We'll just have to wait and see. But she she has a very valid point about Seth. I I have been noticing Seth's change or his his ability to evolve characters and this the subtlety of it is such. If you go back and watch him from the days where he turned on the shield, and then watch him change from that to his other character, to the Messiah, to this. It's just, it's a masterclass. It's a masterclass. It's so good. I've kind of always seen this coming because of that blonde streak. He did. (laughs) For me, it's like when you do something like completely different, um, it's just like you, you gonna take it there. You're going to take it there every time. Unlike, you know, some people we know. It's uh, not. Who are you talking about? Miss Eva Marie. Oh. Stand out and stand. That's it. Oh. <laughs> stand out and stand. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> well, Rico, are you ready to give your take now? Yes. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna be honest. As opposed to time. some of y'all finna jump me. But yeah. I think I said this while they were happening, but I think now that there's been some time, I feel like I'm ready to bring this back up again. I thought this a good you. chunk of the releases were justified. Oh, Ooh, now that's a hot take. Nigga. That's a very hot take. Because I think now that we've had some time, the dust has settled and we've seen those who have bounced back, those who have floundered, and those who did nothing. I think we are at a point where we can see, and especially with some of them who did too much talking afterwards. 
I, I don't want to say a I don't want to say most of them, but I would say a good sixty five to seventy percent of them were justified. Well, since we do that, let's we can name names. I I hate to say it, but Keith Lee. Mm. Oh yeah, I said that's because I love Keith Lee, but with the way he was speaking, yeah. Now, in Keith Lee's defense, he wasn't mad about the releases. He did say he understood it was a business. He wasn't upset. Um, but what he what they wanted him to do, he felt like he could not do. He needed to have a reason to do it. So that was Keith Lee's defense. Now. A shitty defense, but it was a defense. It was his defense. Whether you agree with it or not, that was his defense. But he never, to be fair... He never shit on the E for letting him go. He didn't. He never did that. So he wasn't talking reckless like fucking Ember and Tegan were at the time. That's <laughs> not how that went down. They asked him how he felt about it. And he oh. said the same thing that Cross and Scarlet said, which was they understood it was a business. They're not exactly excited about it, but they know that if the opportunity comes back around again, they would they would definitely jump on it. That was how that was how that conversation was structured. And Keith yeah. Lee went into depth with his and was just like, they wanted me to be a character that I couldn't embody because I didn't really have a reason to do that. Which to his credit, I was like, Okay, you need a reason to be angry. Well, Don was like, just make up one. The fuck? Like, he, was like, he was like, just make up a fucking reason. Like, to be honest, that's fucking character work. If you don't, if you're not given a reason, you make one up in your head. Sure, you may be the only one who knows it, but it's a reason. Like, that's like know. theater 101, which is why I didn't understand why he couldn't do that. Because none of them were due to kids. But, you know, so, I, when the time comes, I love Rico down like the brother I never had. But I'm just going to take every moment that he pissed me off, I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> and you know what? I will let you. If, you are, wow. if you're the one who's written to get over. Oh. But if I'm, I'm going to get over, I'm getting that ass. Chris Bay is so fine. <laughs> hey, uh, I can't with y'all. But yeah, that's I my I feel like you know. that is my, He's on my screen. One of my, Look at him. That Stop. is one of my biggest hot takes is that. And I, I remember saying this when the I when the releases first started happening, I was I would get very emotional. But as yeah, they you became did. like a regular Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, but as I yeah, I definitely was. I think when the first batch of releases came when like Chelsea, Mickey, Billy. Vanessa. And, Vanessa, oh, don't get me started on Vanessa. But anyways, I, I was definitely a very, I was very emotionally charged. But I think as they became, once the dust started to settle, I, I stopped being mad. And I think I, I started to see it to, for what it was. I tried to tell people then that not everything was personal. And that sometimes... These people need to be released, not only for WWE's sake, but for theirs. Yeah. And that's I was what I, now I'm still confused about fucking Persia. I'm, that one still stumps me. Persia's over in KEW and she was an Impact. That whole just debuted Impact. She ain't pressed. She's fine. She, 
multiple um, checks. Yeah, I forgot. Who my thing was, and that only that's the, that's the my thing was was that I feel like um, as a whole, like wrestling fans are very in this bubble, and they don't. All right, don't worry. The third part is coming. Keep your panties in a bunch, ladies and gents. All right. So the final part is coming up next. Make sure you guys follow us on our social media at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. And make sure, make sure, make sure that you share and like the content. This helps in the algorithm and it pushes us up to the top. And it also makes sure that we can keep pumping out this kind of content for you now if you guys have a hot take that you think is controversial or is gonna spark some discord amongst the crew then make sure you guys send it to us in our dms on instagram or in our dms on twitter or you can just simply tweet us at down for the count 19 on twitter and tell us your hot take that you think is gonna spark controversy where you will scream so uncomfortable. If you know where that's from, 10 points for you. All right. I'll see you guys in the next one. Hot Takes Part 3 is coming up next.